going on, everybody? My name is Alex Simantelli, and welcome to Grow the Buck Up. So, this is going to be a podcast focused around life, focused around uh, happiness, focused around financial security, um, and everything kind of getting you there to achieve that. This is episode number one, The Day I Woke Up Happy. Uh, It was my 27th birthday, and I woke up. And I looked around, I was single at the time, I looked around and I thought to myself, you know what, I could be single for the rest of my life and I'd be okay with it. And that was the first time, I think in my entire life, that I had said those words and actually meant it. All the time before that, there was always some sort of well, when I grow up and, and get in a relationship or get married or, or, you know, there was always that had to be somebody else to find that love, um, to find that happiness, that joy. And, uh, and that was the first time, the first day, 27 years into my life that I thought to myself, wow, I'm actually so happy and I'm able to make myself uh, just so happy that I'm okay with being alone. So how did I get there? Um, Let's take it back a year to my 26th birthday where I woke up pretty sad. I was was pretty miserable at the time. I had just gotten out of a relationship probably about two to three months prior, though there were, of course, a couple months after that um, that were just grueling, just kind of tough. And... uh, and that was a, it was a, one of those relationships where I thought, you know what? This one's going to be the one, right? I was fully committed to it. I was into it. It was going to be a great relationship. Um, and or it was a great relationship. And, and it was going to go all the way. We were going to get married. Um, and it didn't work for her. And that's okay. You know, back, at, back then I was like, oh, it's not okay. We have to make it work. Uh, you know, looking back now, I can go, yeah, if it doesn't work for you, then that's okay. Um, so that was a little bit before my 26th birthday. And then I hit my 26th birthday and I was just sad. I was down in the dumps. Um, and I'll, I'll be talking about this probably in the next episode. I'll I'll go more into depth exactly along, uh, everything that kind of led up to this point, but I still think this is an important point to talk through right now. Um, so I came from that relationship and I figured, you know, something has to change because I was physically hurting. I was so sad from that relationship that I was physically waking up with stomach pain, probably, probably about five to six days a week, um, three in the morning, things like that. It was horrible. It was horrible. I hated it. And I thought, you know, something has to change here. I need to change, uh, my outlook. I need to change my actions. I need to change my thoughts. I need to change something here or all of those things to move forward. And so that's what I did. So I woke up on my 26th birthday and I wrote this note and I sent it out to probably about 30, 40 people. And it says, hello friends, today is my 26th birthday. For this special year, I'm looking to broaden my experiences, deepen connections, and to simply be accepting and open to more things. What I'm asking from each of you is that you get back to me with one event, occasion, task that you really enjoy or have always wanted to try that we could go do together or with a group. Examples of this could include decorating your house for Halloween, building a table, going garage sale hunting, snorkeling, shopping for a perfect pair of heels, hiking a mountain, picking berries, visiting a museum, going to a JT concert, 
etc. This could be something you do daily, something you do annually, or something you may only want to do once in your life. But whatever it is, I want it to be something that you're really passionate about, regardless of whether you think it will interest me or not. I'm open to traveling and hopefully don't have too many limitations with the exceptions of legality and danger or harm. If you come up with something, just let me know and we can look to get it scheduled within a year. If not, no worries. Thanks, Alex. So I sent this out to my friends. And uh, some of you might say, wow, I don't have 50 friends. Neither did I. Um, I sent this out to coworkers. I sent this out to people that were mildly acquainted with me. Um, multiple of them, many of them didn't get back to me, right? I think many of them were like, ah, I don't quite know you that well, dude. I'm going to pass. And that's totally fine. But what was amazing was how many people did get back to me. Um, not just friends, but some of those coworkers, some of those people that I talked to once a month. Um, things like that. And they came back and they gave me uh, different things. So I'll start kind of from the front and then work through it a little bit. So the first one was um, my friend said, hey, let's go skiing. And I said, ah, man, skiing's really expensive. Skiing is really cold. I don't like the cold. Um, they wanted to like book like that week for flights for the house that they were going to be renting for all this stuff. I don't know how to ski all of this stuff. So I was like, man, that's kind of a crazy big one. Let me think on it. And she sent me a note. She sent me a note and she said, why are you doing this? Are you, are you going to say yes? Do you really, do you really want to do this? Or is this something that, you know, you just were hoping for some, like, like, what's the point? And it struck me. And I was like, you know what? This is that point, right? This is where I can continue to sit here waking up with pains and being miserable or I can change something in my life. And so I wrote her back that day and I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do it. And so we put down the deposit uh, for the house and you know, I figured out what, how I was going to rent gear and I got my ski pass and everything like that. And that was set up for a few months later. I'll go ahead and talk about it now, um, but, you know, it happened later anyways. Uh, so I went skiing, and the first time that I went down that mountain, I didn't know how to stop. And I went about 100 miles an hour, probably not, but probably like 35, 40, um, just straight lining down the mountain, probably almost killed some somebody, almost killed myself. Uh, it was really scary. Got to the bottom and thought, man, this is horrible. I never want to go ski again. Um and then some dude came by and was like, hey, man, just go to the practice slopes and just practice, like learn how to ski first. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to quit, but all right, fine, I'll do it. I'll go to the, I'll go to the practice slopes and I'll give it a try. And so I did. So I went over to the practice slopes um, and I started to just baby it and just baby it and, uh, and slowly worked my way up. And then I was doing some greens and then I was doing some blues. And then by the end of the trip, I did some black blues. And by the end of that trip, skiing ended up being one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. No lie. And for someone who had been frugal and cheap and everything before, and if you had told me, oh yeah, skiing. And I was like, skiing, that cost $1,000, $1,500 for a trip, uh, whatever it is. Um, I would have been like, yeah, never. But after that trip, after going down and experiencing it and having such a great time, I realized, hmm, this is something that I need to budget for in my life. 
because this is one of the greatest things I've ever done. And that was such a, such a, an eye opener, such a mind opener, right? Something that I had such negative feelings about without having ever done. Cold, expensive, long and tiring and just everything that I thought about it was the negative aspects and I never in a million years would have imagined how much fun I would have had skiing. And I think some people are like that, right? I think, I, I'm saying, I think some people will go skiing and they'll go, oh no, this is, this is all the horrible things that I don't like about it. And that's okay. But you know what? Trying it was the point because you never know. So right after my friend had asked about skiing, another friend came to me. And before I say what he said, I'm going to go ahead and say my, my biggest fears in life were the ocean, sharks, and drowning. Probably that combination. So you can see how that all kind of ties, ties together, right? It's big. There's danger. It's scary. It's out of control. And, uh, and I don't want to be a part of it. So, of course, my friend came to me and said, I want to learn how to scuba dive. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Like, time to, time to press the issue and really, like, step up, right? Are you doing this for real or are you just saying this? But I wasn't just saying it. I was going to do it. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And I had set money aside for this. And this is another reason why I think or why I'm going to talk about finances throughout these podcasts um, and why I'm going to discuss having that stability because I think that's a very important piece. I think that plays a very big role. Um, being able to set money aside for things like this uh, is very important in my opinion. So that's going to be a theme that you will see throughout these podcasts. So anyways, uh, my friend said, let's go scuba dive. And I said, all right, let's go scuba dive. And so we went and we did the training, right? We did the classes. And uh, I learned that scuba diving is even scarier than I imagined. Because at first I thought scuba diving was just swimming around, breathing under the water from, you know, um, your, your pack and everything, right? Your oxygen tank and all that. Uh, but there's actually like a million ways to die scuba diving. It's like, oh, if you, you know, come up too quickly, you're going to get the bends. If you come qu too quickly and you're not exhaling, you're just going to, your lungs will explode. Like there's a bunch of horrifying things that they teach you. Um, but at the same time, in all of that, they tell you about the horrible, scary things. And then they teach you how to successfully master scuba diving so that you don't even have to really worry about that. Right? So if you're down under, you know, at 100 feet and your air comes loose, right? You're okay. You can just reach over, calmly grab it, replace it, totally fine. Um, but it's, you know, but it was still kind of a scary thing a little bit. Uh, and it was another fear that I kind of had to really look at and go, okay. And so we went and we did the two days of classes and we did the stuff in the pool and we trained and practiced. And then they said, all right, let's go do our dive trip. And so we went out, and uh, we actually went to a dive trip down in Grand Cayman. Um, and it was super cool, right? Beautiful. Uh, really the first time, I think, that I'd been out of the country by that point. Yeah. Uh, no, I had just gone to Germany a little bit before that. Um, but still, one of the few times I had been out of the country. 
And we went down there and we went out, went with this group and we just dove. And it was once again, this magical experience when you're under the water uh, and just, it's a whole different world and, and just absolutely beautiful. That's all I can really say. It was just beautiful and nothing really cared about you down there. You know, when you're on land, squirrels and everything, they all run away from you. When you're underwater, they just kind of swim right next to you like, hey, man, you know, I'm swimming here. You can too if you'd like. And on about the fourth or fifth dive, um, we're getting ready, right? We're driving out to the, to the spot. And one of the guys goes like this. He puts his hand uh, vertical in front, in front of his forehead. And I go, okay, I've read enough, I've read enough uh, articles to know that that means sharks in the water. So I'm like, all right, guys, I guess we're going to head back, you know, like, or we'll go to another dive spot or something. And he goes, who's ready to see some sharks? And everybody on the boat cheers, except for me, who's like, you know, internally just screaming. Um, and then they all just jump off. Everybody's just like, woohoo, let's go shark hunting or not hunting, but like finding and they all just jump into the water. And then they're like, your turn. And I'm like, okay. And so we go down into the water. And we swim down. And sure enough, as we're swimming down, like right when we get down to about 60, 70 feet or so, here comes a nice shark just swimming along. And then here comes another. And then here comes a third. And they're all just swimming around, just checking just, just poking out, you know, whatever. How's it going? How you guys doing? Um, and it was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, definitely a little scary, but being able to really confront my fears like that was something, um, that's priceless in my opinion, because while I was down there, I had this thought and the thought was, you know, I'd rather be down here and something have gone wrong then lived my entire life um, with the fear of, n- of never being able to do this, right? Living my life in fear felt worse than if something went horribly wrong. And I'm sure maybe if something actually went horribly wrong, I would have been like, never mind, I take it back. Uh, but that was kind of the notion, right? It was one of those things where it really changed my mind about my fears and everything that I... Um, thought and I looked over to the scuba instructors and they were all relaxed and they dive every single day or you know four or five days a week whatever it is Um, they died you know and they were all calm they they knew everything was going to be fine everybody there knew everything was going to be okay and I kind of had to to pull back a little bit and say you know what I don't I don't know everything and maybe my fears are a little bit irrational and maybe I should trust the experts right? These people know if we're in danger. They'll know if something's wrong and if we need to get out and they'll protect us and do everything in their power to make sure that everything is okay. But kind of just sitting there and being a follower for a little bit and just following their body language and their movements and patterns and and their instruction. And, And once I did that and once I kind of let that go, it really lifted a weight and it was really helpful. Um, for me going forward for really just breaking fears and, and just kind of becoming a, a more, more rounded person. I feel like where I wasn't holding myself back in, in different sections. 
So I did the scuba. I went down to Houston, visited some friends, went and saw Sia. That was great. I went ghost hunting with a, with a guy in Missouri and got dinner with him, and it was a wonderful time. I did an awesome road trip around Oklahoma that I thought was going to be horrible. When me and my friend were planning it, we were like, or my friend and I were, yeah, who cares? When we were planning this trip, it was like, oh my gosh, this just seems like Oklahoma, you know. It's going to be boring, it's going to be lame, and we're going to go, we should have done something else. But we went around, and we went to this waterfall park that was so much fun. We went hiking around there and swimming. We, we went uh, whitewater rafting. We went paddleboarding. Um, all sorts of things like this. We visited all these little tiny places that, you know, had were like, oh, come here. This is a fun little place in the, in the town. And we just visited them to visit. And it was so much fun. And when we got back, that's probably one of my favorite trips that I took. It wasn't anything crazy. But it was just spending time with someone and, you know, and enjoying connection while trying new things. Um, another one of my friends wanted to do dinner, uh, but they wanted to get a group together and cook dinner. And so we did. So I sent it out to, once again, a few of my friends. And we had, you know, five, six, seven, eight people show up and we all cooked a nice dinner. And we all ate a nice dinner and learned, you know, some amazing recipes. Uh, I went out painting. Uh, kind of like painting in nature. That was really fun. Um, I helped a friend decorate for Christmas. I, I learned how to become an expert gift wrapper and an expert bow creator. And I can tell you, I can wrap one of the best gifts I have ever seen now, thanks to her. So all of these crazy activities were things that I did. And then on top of that, I also tried to challenge myself in other ways. I said, what's something else where I can, I can loosen the reins and try new things? And I thought, you know what? Food. So I went to uh, every restaurant that I went to. I'd sit down and I'd say, bring me your favorite thing on the menu and please don't tell me what it is. And sometimes it worked out to crazy things. I had a melon ball shrimp that ended up being delicious. Um, sometimes it worked to things that I wasn't even meaning. I went to dinner once and the the waitress brought me out a coffee and was like, I love the coffee here. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, I'll drink the coffee, but I'm also hungry. Um, Sometimes it was something silly. You'd have people that were were too scared, right? So they'd be like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll bring the mac and cheese or whatever. And they'd bring a mac and cheese. Um, But other times they they would be adventurous or they'd bring me something, uh, you know, new or daring or, or whatever it was. And I'm sure... At times, they brought out whatever they had left over and they needed to get rid of, right? It's not a perfect system, but it, it created a new way for me to try new things. It created a new way for me to connect with people as well, which I think was really cool. All of a sudden, I, they weren't just a waiter who was just going to bring me something. Now I was joking with them. We were laughing. You know, they'd always come by and want, oh, what do you like about it? You know, and sit down and want to talk about it for a little bit. And I found that I was able to start building, uh, you know, mini relationships, not anything that I was keeping up, but mini relationships with with these people. And it was really cool. Um, And that was something that I never would have expected from that. And I also found that my palate changed a lot or many things that I thought I hated growing up. You know, I'd say, oh, God, I'm never eating mayonnaise ever. And then I'd order something and I would order it 
as is or, or have them bring it as is. And if it had mayonnaise or whatever, I would eat it. And it was amazing how many times I actually enjoyed what they brought out. I don't think there's a single time I didn't end up eating at least what they brought. There was nothing so bad that I sent it back or I just said, nah, I ain't doing this. So things that I'd believed for years were true. I mean, they, they weren't true. They were just, they were stuck in my mind. It was something that I just never got rid of. I formed an opinion about one time and never, never allowed it to change. And I felt like that wasn't just with food. I felt like that was with a lot of things. At the end of my previous relationship, where I'd been very sad, um, my ex-girlfriend had said, hey, do you want to come to the bar with me? Now, I don't drink. I don't care if you drink. That's totally fine. I don't drink personally. And, uh, and I said, oh, no, that sounds miserable. I'm not going to have any fun and it's going to be boring. You go ahead and I'm just going to stay here. And when I looked back at that, I thought, man, you know, what a like, what a bummer. What a Debbie Downer I was to look at a situation like that and, and just completely bow out before even trying. Because in my mind, I knew exactly how everything was going to go. I was a genius who knew it all. And knew that this was going to be a terrible experience no matter what. And uh, nothing could change my mind on that. And so you know what? Later on, I went to a bar with some friends. uh, And it was fun. We had a great time. We played pool and everybody got to chat. And there was live music. And it was a really fun time. And I thought, hmm, maybe I don't know everything again. So all of this stuff really is, it it changes you. It changed me in a way where I started to learn that things aren't always what I expect, right? I, I learned that I could change as well, right? It wasn't just what I expect, what I had expected in the past, what I had experienced, everything like that could change. And I also learned that no isn't such a terrible word. If I invited someone to go do something and they said, oh, no, I can't, I had been scared of that rejection before. If I asked someone out on a, on a date and they said, no, thanks. I had been scared of that rejection. Nobody wants to be told no. That makes you feel horrible about yourself. But once, once you start to develop this love for yourself, it, it doesn't matter anymore. It, it doesn't, you don't care. Oh, okay. That's not your thing. You don't want to do that. You don't think I'm attractive. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. People can say no. People can say yes. You just have to go and create your own fun, create your own uh, life there. And if somebody wants to join you in that, that's great. And if they don't, it's okay. But I will say this doesn't happen instantaneously. Just like weight loss. I, I, think, it, I think it parallels extremely well with this. My birthday is September 26th. I would say I didn't start feeling betterish until March. April, when I started to actually start to feel better. And it took a full year until I woke up and said, wow, I could be single and I'd be totally fine. All the way along the way, there were times where I'd sit there and I would be sad. I'd sit there and I, and I would be like, man, is this really working? Am I, is, is anything changing? I don't feel like things have changed. 
you know, one month in. If you go and exercise three times, you're not going to come back and go, oh my gosh, I've got a six pack. It takes time. But as you progress along, you start to realize these things and you start to look and say, wow, now I'm, you know, I'm down 10 pounds. I'm down 20 pounds. I'm starting to see better definition. I can see muscles. It's the same thing. You're just building your mental and emotional muscles, let's say. We'll just go with that. And as you're doing this, you start to realize how much you're holding yourself back or have held yourself back and how great so many places and people and things are and how much is still out there that you haven't experienced. I used to be afraid to fly over water. That was actually one of the first things that happened in September or October, right around that exact time. Um, That's when I flew to Germany. And that was the first time I'd flown over water. And a lot of people will laugh, but we all have those irrational fears. And you know why the biggest biggest reason that I was scared of flying over water is because I thought if the plane crashes and it crashes in the ocean and I'm still alive and a shark swims up and eats me, all of my fears happen right there. (laughs) That was why I was so scared of flying over water. And it's silly. It's an absolutely ridiculous fear. But it's one that I had. And it's one that I was able to get past. And that opened up the whole world instead of being confined to America. Or, yeah, I guess North America, right? So slowly over time, you gain this love for yourself. You gain this this respect. You start to see yourself uh, progressing. And as you see yourself conquering these fears, you start to see even more wonderful 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 paths forward. At the same time, you see people around you who are sad, people who are angry, people who are just depressed and miserable and just stuck. And they're just clinging on to the same things that you held on to. The same exact things where they're, they're sitting there and, and you say, hey, let's go do this. And they go, nah, I don't want to do that. I never liked doing anything like that. I don't do this and that, you know. And they're stuck in that same negative mindset that you used to be in, that I used to be in. And that's why I'm making this podcast. Because if I can help one person, that's the goal. I'd love to help more, of course. But if I can help one person have a happier life, then it's worth it to me. And I'm not going to reach everybody. And I'm not claiming to have the perfect solution to happiness in life that's guaranteed to work for all. Because I don't think that's, that exists. I think life is way too complex. I think there's way too many past and experiences and lives and things that are being lived and everything that there's no perfect solution. But I know it worked for me. And I'm simply going to share that. So this episode is the first of five episodes in my introduction series for this podcast. The structure of this podcast is just going to be cycling through different themes. I'm going to try and keep them on on roughly a monthly basis, something like that. Um, So we're going to have things like the introduction, starting stuff off. I'll definitely have finances 101, probably finances 102, 103, or 201, whatever you want to call it. 
because like I said before, I believe having a strong financial education and situation is key to being able to build a happy life. Uh, probably have a theme around finding your power so you can find that inner power inside of you to move forward, to make change. Uh, probably have a topic uh, or a theme of relationships, careers, all sorts of stuff. And I'll, and I'll discuss, right? I'll, I'll, I'll probably start it off every podcast and say, hey, this is going to be the first of the careers or the third episode of the introduction series, uh, what it is. I'm planning on releasing these weekly. Um, that may change as the podcast, podcast progresses. Uh, you can find them live on Twitch. You can find them on my YouTube at youtube.com slash grow the buck up. Um, any of the popular podcast feeds, I'm going to try and get them out there. And if there's one that you'd like it to be on and it's not there, you can just leave a comment and let me know. Uh, and everything, of course, will be on my site, www.growthebuckup.com. That's all I have for now. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to grow the buck up. Thank you.